Today is week three of our current series, and, and uh, what an incredible start we have had to this series. And listen, I don't know if you have noticed, but Pastor John has been on another level lately. And I love it because iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And so as he goes higher and he goes deeper, that's a challenge for the rest of us. Not just me, but the rest of us, right? To say, hey, I'm not trying to stay behind. (laughs) And so we got to go higher and we got to go deeper. And so I promise you that if you do your part, if we do our part, right, and really engage in the messages and make ourselves available uh, for God to speak to us, you will grow. We will grow. And so we have uh, plenty of scriptures this morning, and we feel that God has given us a word for today. And so please keep your hands and feet in at all times and enjoy the ride. But before I go on, I just want to say, I want to take this moment because I always keep forgetting this last participation I had. Uh, I had it, and I, I just skipped right over it. But I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart from Mar- the Martinez family. We want to thank this church. We, thank, we want to thank every one of you for the support, the prayers, the text messages, sharing your stories, the hugs, everything that you guys have done to love on us on this season. We cannot thank you enough, Pastor John and, and Pastor Desiree. Thank you for everything, seriously, everything. Uh, and I didn't want, didn't want another Sunday to go by without you guys knowing how grateful we are and our gratitude, uh, our heart is just so grateful uh, for this season of our lives that we're surrounded by you all. So thank you. Seriously, thank you so much for your love and your prayers and your support. It has meant everything uh, to us. So here we go. Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7, verse 23 through 34. It's a lot. It's a lot this morning. So you're going to get your biblical workout if you skipped on it this whole week. So Acts chapter 7, verse 23 to, through 34, you can follow us on the screen. It says, Now, when he was 40 years old, it came to his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. For he supposed that his brethren, brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand. But they did not understand. And the next day he appeared to them, to two of them as they were fighting and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers, you are brethren, why do you wrong one another? But he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? Then at this saying, Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. And when 40 years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. When Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight. And as he drew near to observe, the voice of the Lord came to him, saying, I am God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and dared not look. Then the Lord said to him, Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I have, seen, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. And so our subject this morning is, are we there yet? Are we there yet? How many of you love road trips? By a show of hands, how many of you love road trips? Okay. Wow, nobody, okay. How many of you, well, this is probably why. How many of you love road trips with children in the back seat? (laughs) Okay, okay. There's a difference, right? Like, you can't drive straight from here to your destination when you are leading 
others, can you? Right? Uh, yes, yes, you have to make multiple stops for bathroom breaks and unnecessary stops, right? Because they won't stop crying and or fighting. Uh, or because you lost reception and now they don't have, they can't see their cocoa melon or Paw Patrol. Children don't understand yet that there is a journey. Children don't understand it yet that there is a journey that is required to get to where you are wanting to go. They don't understand words like process, travel time, distance, traffic. Those words don't mean anything to them because they're, they, they're, their understanding, understanding is not at that level yet. Or I'll say it this way, they are not mature yet. And because of that, they think that after 10 minutes of driving, you should already be at Disneyland, right? They'll repeatedly say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And eventually they will understand, they will mature to the level that they now know that there is a journey, there is a process, there is, a tra- there is travel time, there is distance between point A and point B, that there is a roadmap to maturity, but it is useless if you and I don't take the road trip to get there. Can I get an amen? Can I buy an amen this morning? All right. Moses' road trip to maturity took him 40 years. He went from being a criminal to a dweller. It says that he dwelled in the land of Midian. And then he went from being a criminal to a dweller to a deliverer. And there came a moment in which it was required, please hear me, it was required of him to take this road trip on this roadmap because the survival of the people around him would come to depend on him. And, if you, and you and I can rest assured that there will come a moment that it will be required of us to take this road trip to maturity because the survival of the people around you will come to depend on it. He was called out for something greater, but in order for Moses to be greater, he had to go deeper. And it was a season of maturity that developed Moses to be the person that was needed to be the deliverer that people needed. So we read that at first, right? At first, he he assumed that people would see him as a deliverer, but he wasn't at the level of maturity that he needed to be in order to lead a group of people of that magnitude through a wilderness, mind you. You cannot rush the process. You cannot rush. You cannot rush. I can't even speak this morning. You cannot rush the process, but are we there yet? Are we there yet? 40 years, 40 years. Midian is the place where he learned to tend the sheep. His leadership skills weren't developed in the palace. No, 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 no. His leadership skills were developed in the pastures, not in public, but in private. Midian, the land of Midian, carries the idea of strife. The definition of median carries the idea of strife, or rather, conflict. And maturity doesn't come easy, does it? <laughs> it's a conflict. Maturity is a conflict. And I don't know, uh, pardon my ignorance, but I don't know if, if there was a store here on this side of, of the world. Uh, back in the day, it was called Toys R Us. Did y'all have one here? Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know, so I thought I asked. What was their slogan or their song? I don't want to grow up. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. Sadly, some of us have taken that in the spiritual sense. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. 
But Moses would have never overcome the conflict, stay with me, if he had not gone on this road trip, on this roadmap to maturity. So allow me to ask the question, are there some things in your life you need to overcome? Are there some things in your life that you need to overcome? And if so, maybe you need to take a road trip. Maybe, especially on this side, nobody raised their hand on this side. Maybe you need to take a road trip. (laughs) Midian is also the place where he developed a relationship with his father-in-law, Jethro. Watch this. That later served as a source of wisdom and guidance to Moses. Here's the key. Moses was forced to flee because he rushed into something he wasn't ready for. And in order for Moses to be greater, he had to go deeper. And while he fled, he takes a road trip and he dwells in the land of Midian. He not only develops his leadership skills, not only does he now have a voice of wisdom around him, but now he himself has been delivered from being a criminal and a dweller. And now Moses is a deliverer. See, Moses went from taking matters into his own hands and putting himself in the hands of the one that holds everything together. Moses is now a deliverer. He's not a criminal anymore. He's not a dweller. But now, now, 40 years later, after this road trip, Moses is now ready to be a deliverer. And and it wasn't until he was at that level of maturity that he has this supernatural encounter with God that affirms your attention. Please, who he is not who he was. Not a criminal, not a dweller, but a deliverer. So allow me to say it this way. To move past your history, it requires maturity. To move past your history, it requires maturity. Okay, okay, okay. Some of you need me to break that down even more, so let me help you because I really want to help you this morning to move past your history, to move past your past. Maturity for some of you looks like using the unfriend option. Talk to me, church. Maturity for some of you looks like using the block button. Maturity for some of you is using the delete contact button. Are you sure you want to delete this person? Yes. Yes, I'm sure. Maturity for some of you is canceling the the subscription before the day is over. Talk to me, church. Because to move past your history, it requires maturity. So let me say this. We will not be a church known for its past. We will not be a hurting people because of its past. We will be a church that loves his presence. We will be a people that worships passionately. We will be a community that nurtures healthy friendships, relationships, and marriages. And the church goes wild. Yes, amen. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that's what I want. I want that for the church. I want to be a healthy church. I want your marriages, your friendships, and your relationships to be healthy. I want to love his presence, right? I want to worship passionately. See, maturity for some of us looks like, or actually, maturity for, for all of us sometimes looks like a cloud. A cloud. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 through 46, it says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to the servants, Go up now, 
Look towards the sea. Look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came, then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins, loins, loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. See, the servant obeyed the instructions until he saw what the prophet heard. The servant obeyed the instructions until he saw what the prophet heard. The servant obeyed the instructions until. Maturity is obeying until. And how many of us have made the mistake of stopping too soon because we didn't see what God said right away? Guilty. How many times have we stopped too soon because we were looking for rain and all we saw was a cloud the size of a man's hand? There's this moment in the life of, of Moses, consequently, that he is told by God to speak to a rock and that it would flow water, with water. And Moses thinks that's crazy. And instead of speaking to the rock, you know the story, he strikes the rock. The instructions were to speak to the rock, not strike to the rock. And because of it, Moses was not permitted to step into the promised land. Maturity is obeying until. All the ingredients needed for rain to happen were all in the line of sight of the servant. I need you to understand this. That all the ingredients needed needed to see or for rain to happen were all in the sight of the servant. It just had not all come together. See, the servant was expecting to see rain, to see it in the final product or in the form of its final product. But what he was actually seeing was all the ingredients in raw form before they came together to produce rain. He looked out towards the sea. See, maturity is obeying until you see what God said. But it is also realizing that you may not see rain in its final form. Stay with me. But all the ingredients are there in raw form in your line of sight. See, maturity is seeing a tree in a seed. Maturity is seeing a deliverer in a criminal. Maturity is seeing a king in a shepherd boy. Maturity is seeing a soul more than you see a sinner. Maturity is seeing a Christ in a carpenter. Maturity is hearing the sound of an abundance of rain in a cloud the size of a man's hand. Maturity is obeying until you see what God said. And sometimes maturity looks like crumbs, like crumbs. In Matthew 15, we have a story that says, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. She's scaring us, Jesus. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. I love this. And she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, oh, woman, great is your faith. 
let it be to, your, to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. This woman had a deeper understanding of Jesus than many didn't. The fact that she called out to Jesus by his messianic name, son of David, tells me she knew who he really was and that it was a serious matter to her. It's like when someone calls you by your middle name, by your full name, right? Middle name included. When someone has the audacity to call you by your full name in public, you know it's a serious matter. They're not playing. When you hear mom or dad call you by your full name, oh man, your knees buckle and your liver quiver. It's a serious matter. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. And Jesus doesn't answer her a word. And again, she calls out to him, and this time in her desperate state, all she can muster up to say is, Lord, help me. I wonder how many of us have been in that desperate state that we can't even muster up a sentence. All we can muster up is three words, Lord, help me. Have you ever been in those moments? Those moments where all you can tell God is, Lord, help me. That there's so much going on and so much you're going through that all, that all you have the strength to say is, Lord, help me. See, when Jesus, when Jesus does answer her, he doesn't answer her in the way that she perhaps was expecting, right? He says, he says he, Jesus says, I didn't come but to my people. And he says, it's not good to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Maturity is living in revelation, not reactions, not your feelings. Maturity is living in revelation, not reactions, not your feelings. And in her revelatory understanding, she responds with maturity, yes. But even the dogs eat of the crumbs that fall from the master's table. See, maturity is understanding that I don't need the entire cake. I just need, I just need a crumb. Maturity is understanding that I don't need the entire miracle manifested, Jesus. I just need faith the size of a mustard seed. Because if I can have faith, then I know that if it's part of your will, the miracle will be manifested. See, the currency of heaven is faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrew 11 is one. It's not on the screen. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do not appear. See, maturity is living in the revelation that everything you need is in a crumb. All the ingredients needed to make a full cake you will find it in the crumb. And isn't it true that sometimes our answered prayers won't come looking like a nicely decorated cake, <laughs> but it'll look like crumbs. And we say things like, this is not what I was praying for, God. Like, what are you doing? We want the healing, but we don't want the healer. Talk to me, church. We want the breakthrough. We just don't want to be broken down first. We want the healthy marriage, but we don't want to put in the work. We want God's presence to fill this room without seeking him all week long. The old church would say, if you can't say amen, say ouch. <laughs> and that's how you know you're getting older when you start saying sayings that back then. Maturity is a journey. Can we agree on that? Maturity is a journey. It doesn't come as easy. It's a road trip. And Moses' road trip took him 40 years. So 
What would it look like if all of us here got on this road trip all this week, and when we got back together on Sunday, that God's presence and power would be so thick that we wouldn't even be able to minister because the beautiful, soothing presence of a living God is moving in such a way that the only response you and I can give him is kneeling in reverence and saying, Lord, help me. Oh, what if that would happen? I don't need the cake. I just need a crumb. I don't need to see the rain. Just a cloud in the distance the size of a man's hand. And sometimes maturity looks like Christ. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Thank you, Siri. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Maturity is having the mind of Christ. Maturity is serving those around us instead of waiting to be served. Maturity is service over status. Do you know who I am? Do you know how long I've been here? (laughs) Maturity is service over status. Growing up, it's hard, right? It's hard. It's work. And it does not come easy. But please hear me. But the price to pay for staying complacent is much higher than choosing to grow. I'm going to let that marinate. I'm going to take that from Tim Ross. I'm going to let that marinate. But the price to pay for staying complacent is much higher than choosing to grow. Literally, some of us cannot afford to stay at the level we are at anymore. And this is where you say, ouch. Literally, some of us cannot afford to stay at the level we are anymore. We got to go higher. We got to go deeper. In closing, you have been a dweller long enough. And I, should probably, I probably should have warned you to, to bring your hard heads. You have been a dweller long enough. And I'm not attacking you. Please don't take it as such. But I'm calling us to go higher. I think we're ready for that. It's time to become a deliverer. We have been dwellers long enough. Now it's time for us to become deliverers. You have been waiting so long for the rain to come, realizing, not realizing that all the ingredients you need are already in your line of sight. So maybe it's time to focus. Get rid of the distractions, and it's time to focus. All this time, you ordered a nicely decorated cake, and what you were served with with was crumbs. So please hear me loud and clear, church. All we need is a crumb. All we need is a crumb. 
Maturity is a cloud. Obeying until we see what he said. Would you help me, Brother George? Maturity is a crumb. Living in revelation, not reactions or feelings. And maturity is Christ. Servanthood. Service over status. He came to serve, not to be served. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? This is the litmus test to know if we have arrived to our destination. Okay? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13 through 16 says, Till we all come to the unity of the faith. How do we know we've arrived to our destination? Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Stay with me, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up. Tell your neighbor, grow up. (laughs) Tell your other neighbor, grow up. Right? But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ from whom the whole body joined, joined, and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Every part does its share. Here it is. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Church, it's time to not grow down, not grow sideways, It's time to grow up. And we're ready for it. We're ready for it. And I think you would agree with me that we need to take the road trip on the roadmap to maturity soon. We cannot let another year go by and we miss out on all the things God has for us because we're most occupied with crayons and gossip. Talk to me. So let me end with this. There is this moment that Moses is out there in the wilderness with the people of Israel. And we all know that God was there guiding, leading them by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. We get that. But then there's this mature moment, I'll call it that, where both Moses and the people are looking at this cloud that has set upon the tabernacle. And the Bible says that God talks to Moses. God talks to Moses face to face, the scripture says, as one speaks to a friend. But all the people, the rest of the people, all they could see was a cloud. Moses is able to see face to face. The people, all they see is a cloud. They're both looking at the same thing, but Moses is able to see deeper while the people just see a cloud. The difference was that Moses, time and time and time again, separated himself from the rest to seek after God. In the book of Jeremiah, God tells Jeremiah, seek me and you will find me. And I will show you great things, mysterious things. See, his eyes, Moses, his eyes became more focused. That he was able to see what others could not see. Stay with me. 
His ears were tuned into the frequency of heaven while others were entertained with the distorted voices around them. His desire wasn't about conquering and status quo. It is why he says, don't ask me to go if you don't go with me. See, maturity is saying, God, if you're not involved in it, then I don't want anything to do with it. And that applies in every area of our lives. God, if you're not involved in it, I don't want anything to do with it. Don't ask me to go if you're not going with me. So may our prayer be, Lord, that we understand the maturity is a process, right? But just like the process of making glass, that the longer the glass stays in the fire, the purer the sound will be. You can dump it. You can tell the cheap glass from the nice glass. Dump it, and you'll hear a pure sound. Maybe for some of us, we've been in the fire longer than we wish we would. I want you to know that the fire is purifying some things in your life. The Lord, that as we go on this road trip, that we would be made pure. And the words we speak would be pure. And that our thoughts would be pure. That our love would be pure. That our intentions in whatever we choose to do would be pure. So teach us to grow not down, but up. And teach us to see the rain in a cloud the size of a man's hand. Teach us to see a cake in a crumb. And teach us to serve one another. Church, it's time to grow up. Would you bow your heads with me where you're at? Lord, we thank you for this moment. We thank you, God, for this roadmap, God, to maturity. We thank you, Lord, because you not only tell us, Lord, but you show us. And through the life of Moses, Lord, we see his journey, God, that it wasn't an overnight thing. It was a process of 40 years, God. And many, for many of us, so we've been on the process for a long time. But this gives us hope, Lord, that all the trials we've been through, all the valleys we've gone through, Lord, they have not been in vain. That we're moving from dwellers to deliverers, God. That you are preparing us for the next season of our life because the people around us, the survival of the people around us may just come to depend on it. Lord, allow us to see the rain in the cloud far in the distance. All the ingredients are there, but we have to do the work sometimes. We have to obey until we have to obey until we have to obey until Lord and allow us to see the Lord the cake and the crumb that even if it's just a little bit that's all I need I don't need the miracle just give me faith to believe in that miracle Lord and allow us to serve those around us even in the smallest of ways God that we would choose to grow and mature in perfect love Lord and that this church would be a church known for a people that are passionate about you, that love one another, Lord, that love this community, and that is doing great things. 
In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let me just say something and then I'll pass it on to Pastor John. Help me, help me, Holy Spirit. There's this moment where Jesus separates his disciples from the crowds, it's the multitudes. It's right before Peter walks on water. And it says that there's multitudes right on the, off the land. And then, so there's crowds. And then Jesus tells his disciples, I'll see you on the other side. So you have the crowds, and then Jesus calls the chosen. So from the crowds came the chosen. And they're in the boat, and they're rowing, rowing, rowing. Row your boat gently down the stream. So there's this separation, not because they're better, please hear me, but because it was their season to lead. From the crowds were the chosen. It was their season to lead. But while they're in the boat, they see Jesus and they think it's a ghost. You know the story. And out of the chosen one, God calls one, or rather one of them steps up says, Jesus, if that's you, bid me to come. And Jesus says, come. The crowds, out of the crowds, he calls the chosen. But out of the chosen, there's one courageous one. And Jesus says, come. It wasn't that Peter was better than the chosen. And it wasn't that the chosen were better than the crowd. It was just that it was their season to lead. It was his season to take another step forward. What am I saying? But I think there's this season in your life, and I pray the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, that God is separating the crowds, the chosen from the crowds, that he's calling you a little bit deeper, not because you're better, but because it's your season to lead. And then there are those from the chosen we're separated from the crowds but then from the chosen there's a few courageous ones that Jesus is saying come come not because you're better but because perhaps we need you this church needs you to lead us in your strength your ability your gifts to take us even further from the crowds, the, courage, the chosen, the courageous ones. All of us are in one of those seasons. And if you're in the crowd, there's nothing wrong with it. Just know, be ready. <laughs> be training, not trying. Be training, not trying. Your time will come when God says, okay, let's go. Let's go. And I know there's a room full of courageous ones and I know there's a room full of chosen ones and I know we have a crowd and I hope that you are ready to step into what God is calling us in love calling us to grow up grow up we got a wilderness to walk through we got a a red sea to walk through we got miracles that are waiting on the other side Family members are included in these this miracles, on the, in these miracles. Healing is included in these miracles. God, we don't just want the healings, we want the healer. Right?
so let's go on to this road trip. Let's take this road trip together. Let's go. Get your gummy bears, your Dr. Pepper, your beef jerky. Where's Brother Agustin? Homemade beef jerky. Let's go. Let's take this road trip. There's a destination that awaits us. Can we give the Lord a hand praise this morning as you stand to your feet? Come on, can we give the Lord a hand praise this morning?